Hey everyone, this is Stuart Crawford and welcome to the MSP show. And, you know, we're all over the internet and here on Apple, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, even if you got an Alexa device, you can check us out on there. And today I'm very honored to have a, a great guest on Marcus Sheridan, who wrote a book that's changed the way I put, deliver services, services to the MSP community called They Ask You Answer and is joining us today. And Marcus, for the two people or three people that may not know who you are in our space because they're, they're not working with me, <laughs> uh, give us give us a rundown of uh, of uh, what you're doing these days, and and you know, and the inspiration behind the book. Yeah, well, most of my time is is spent, of course, uh, speaking now all over the world. It's the best job ever, um, but that's certainly not where I started. I started off as a pool guy, and uh, I I started a swimming pool company essentially out of college with two other guys. That was in 2001. In 2008, we almost lost the business. And uh, that was because of the economy, right? And so we were getting ready to file for bankruptcy, and I had started to just read all about the Internet and inbound and content marketing and social and all this stuff. And, you know, really what I heard in my mind, Stuart, was, Marcus, if you just obsess over your customers' questions, good, bad, or ugly, and you're willing to address them on your website through text and video, you just might save your company. So I said, all right, we're going to embrace the philosophy, and we're going to call it They Ask You Answer. And so, in other words, if anybody asks us a question, we're going to address it honestly and transparently. We're going to become essentially the Wikipedia, if you will, of swing pools. To make a long story short, that's exactly what happened. Uh, today, it's the most trafficked swing pool website in the world. It saved the business, and not only saved the business, but now we're manuf we, we, we don't just install fiberglass pools anymore. We manufacture them as well because we had so many leads come in from all over the U.S. Um, over these years that I said, man, I just got to capitalize on this. And so that's exactly where we are today. And, and because I was writing about my experiences, companies started saying, hey, can you show us how to do that? Can you teach us how to do that? Uh, can you share that story at our conference? And so there's where the speaking came in. And, and uh, I have an agency as well um, of 65 employees where, you know, we, we do all the, the digital sales and marketing stuff that, that most agencies do. And it's been an amazing ride, Stuart. It really, really has. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm uh... I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of your story because I've read, you know, obviously listened to the audiobook. And I've actually, Marcus, and I don't know if I shared this with you uh, through our correspondence, but now every new prospect that comes into our sales plan plan now, I actually include a copy of the book in our shock and awe package just so I can, and a note saying, this, you know, this is what we're going to do for you. This is how we're going to structure everything when we start working together. And, uh, you, know, you know, just like you experienced with a lot of people that you work with, there are some people that are all in and, you know, let's go, let's move forward. And then, Marcus, there's a few people that are a little hesitant, and I'm going to explain why, because they, they still don't agree with your, your philosophy on pricing and ranking competitors and all that. And, and I know that's, I've done that on my website, and it's, it's great, because you search for, you know, MSP marketing ratings and reviews. I've done, I've rated all, I've mentioned all my competitors, and, you know, the trick is I haven't, I didn't mention our company in that. I know, I know you get into that, and when I watched a keynote the other day on uh, YouTube for, uh, for about an hour, and you get into that. But tell me, tell me, the, tell me the story. Like, tell me why pricing and why you know, competitors, and how did that work for River Pools? Well, River so, so here's the thing. This is what I, I discovered. Um, we were producing content, and it was really just based on the questions I was getting all the time. I didn't, that's the beauty behind the Ask You Answer. It, it oversimplifies in a good way what many people um, overcomplicate. 
which is the process of really saying, you know, what should we produce content about as a company? What's going to move the sales and marketing needle as an organization? And uh, the beauty behind this is if you really focus on these core questions that you get all the time, you're going to start to see some patterns. And this is what I've seen because we've worked with so many brands and whatnot at this point. Keep in mind, everything I say, if you're listening to this, half of our clients are B2B service-based businesses. And so this is as B2B service-based as it is B2C and big, small, local, national service product. doesn't matter. And so what we've seen is before buyers talk to a company today, before they talk to a salesperson, they want to get a feel for five major things. And these five subjects affect every stinking industry. And here they are. Number one, they want to get a sense for how much is it going to run me, how much is it going to cost, what are the pricing elements, etc. Right? That's number one. Number two, how could this blow up in my face? Like, what could go wrong? What are the negatives? What are the problems? What are the issues about this particular product, service, whatever? Number three, how does this thing that I'm looking at compare to this other thing that I'm also looking at? Number four, what's everybody saying about this thing? In other words, reviews. And then number five, what is the best thing <laughs> that I'm looking at? So those are the five things, cost, problems versus reviews and best, right? Those are the big five that we call in the book. And what's crazy is buyers are obsessed with this, Stuart, but businesses try not to talk about it. And so we, we have this paradox of once. Now, if a business is just willing to address these major subjects, now, instead of Angie's List or instead of Yahoo Answers or instead of some other stupid third-party site, now it can be you, your business, that is dictating the conversation. And so once we say this, it's like, wow, it gives us the ability to educate our prospects and our buyers at a level that is unlike anybody in our space because at that point, we're not sitting there saying, no, 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 we can't discuss that. No, of course we can because we're going to discuss in the first five minutes of the sales process anyway. So why don't we address it now? So that's the fundamental element of the ask you answer. And I love the, you know, I love the example you give on pricing and discussing pricing because, <laughs> in, in, you know, in all serious, you know, I don't know how much you know about the managed services community, the IT consulting community. These guys, you know, prolific, man. It's yeah, you know, prolific in the IT space. You know, they, they, they're all the same, basically, right? So with a few very minor differences, but pretty much, I mean, one, you can take one managed service provider and put them inside another one, and they're almost identical. But they think they have the secret sauce, and they want to hold it, their cards close to their chest. And pricing is one of those things that they never want to share. No, no I'm not going to share my pricing with my because my competitors may see that. But I always remind them, Marcus, and this kind of your, your the book reaffirmed this, is that, you may be protecting yourself from your competitor, but what are the, what's the what's the prospect or the person looking for your services thinking when you're you know not sharing you know how much do they expect to pay because you know they think that if they share the price they may they may not get that that call but I think it works the exact opposite and that's what you covered in the book. Yeah, so so let's let's run down this really quickly so everybody understands. There's just everything that I'm getting ready to say is, is purely based on psychology, right? And if we agree that we're all human, then nobody's going to listen to this and say, oh, this is not going to apply to my business, right? This is not going to happen because we're all humans. We all fall under the same set of rules. And so everybody's listening to this has researched at many points in their life how much something costs online. And when they can't find any information about cost or price, about a particular product or service, they get very frustrated. 
And when we get frustrated, we don't sit there and say, oh, I'm just going to stay here on this website and keep looking. That's silly. We don't say, oh, they're a value-based business. I'm going to call them on the phone instead. What we say or what we do is we just keep looking, and we look until we find an answer. And generally speaking, whoever gives us an answer, that's the first company we're going to contact. Oftentimes, that's the first company that we're going to do business with, right? Yet most companies don't do it. The question is why? Well, there's three major reasons, Stuart. Most companies don't talk about cost and price on their website. Okay, You mentioned one of them. First one is they say, well, my competition will find out. And what's funny about that one is if you go to anybody that's been in the game for any period of time, they will flat out say, yeah, I've got a pretty good sense as to what my competitors charge. And if you have a good sense as to what your competitors charge, you can be rest assured that your competitors also have a great sense as to what you charge. So this is the big secret, non-secret. Everybody acts like nobody knows what everybody's charging when in reality, everybody's, everybody knows what everybody's charging. Now, the second reason. Why we don't like to talk about costs and prices, we say, well, I'm not selling a widget here. This is a very customized solution. Okay, that's fine, but here's how this works. Is it possible for you, as the seller in this case, as the service provider, to say, you know what, here are the factors that are going to drive the cost of your service or product up? Could you say or explain what are the factors that would keep it down? Could you explain how or why is there a delta in the industry? In other words, why do some companies come uh, why are some companies more expensive and some companies less expensive? You see, these are questions that everybody that's listening to this has answered multiple hundreds of times over the course of their career, yet we still just wait for the person to ask instead of telling them long before the actual sales conversation. It's crazy that we start that conversation so late because we can't measure how many people we've lost up to that point. And the third reason why we don't like to talk about it as companies is we say things like, well, we tend to be a little bit more expensive, and if we're more expensive, we just might scare them away. Well, the thing that actually scares them away, and we've seen this, you've seen this, we've all seen this time and time again, what scares us away is ignorance not knowing the thing. This is the same reason why you've been at that restaurant before and you wanted to order the lobster, but next to the lobster you saw market price. And so instead of asking the server how much it was, you ordered the chicken because you didn't want to ask and then find out it was too expensive and then look cheap to your friends. This is psychology 101. And when companies embrace this, they can say, you know what? We're going to teach people the market. We're going to teach them what drives it up. We're going to teach it. What keeps the cost down? We're going to explain the whole thing because most people don't know this. And then when and then when you educate them, they're like, finally, somebody's willing to help me understand it. You don't have to put a price sheet on your website, but you do. You must address this. And last point about this. The reason so many of us ultimately say we can't do it is I just don't want to commoditize what I'm selling. No, 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 no. What commoditizes the thing we're selling is when you take two service providers and somebody's looking at both of them and they say, well, they're both going to solve my problem. And so let me just, and they're essentially the same thing. They're going to go about it the same way. So let me just go with the cheapest one. And so that's commoditization. Commoditization occurs because of ignorance. Ignorance is what induces commoditization. And so if you come out and you teach the marketplace about costs and price and all those factors in your space, you actually end up decommoditizing the very thing you sell. And that's what this is all about. So I'm going to ask you the million-dollar question, Marcus. How much does a fiberglass pool cost? <laughs> I hope somebody goes online and searches that. You know, the update on that one single article that we wrote, um, it's now made over $6 million in sales for the company, leads that we would not have had had we not addressed that question, how much does a fiberglass pool cost? For over 90% of our clients, Stuart, 
you know, because I've got an agency, I've worked with so many different uh, companies on this at this point. We've got crazy case studies for 90%, bro. Um, the number one traffic lead in sales generating content has to do with money, cost, price. <laughs> Nobody's the exception. I can I can tell you, Mark. We've been doing this now for probably three or four months now. Our number one page on our website is how much does a managed services marketing program cost? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stand in line, bro. With all yeah. these other companies, the problem is most companies haven't done it. Now, somebody might say, oh, "Well, my competitor already done that, and so we're not going to show up for search." It's not just about search. That's such a small element of this. How many people come to your site? And say, my goodness, these guys fed me and I feel satiated. It's just like they knew the questions I was thinking in my head. They were willing to address them. I don't feel like they were biased at all. They even brought up things that I hadn't thought of. My gracious, I cannot wait to talk to this company because I feel like I know and trust these guys already. And, you know, and I, and I agree with you. Like, I'm a big SEO guru, and that's my thing. It's SEO. I have social people and email people. But I can tell you this, Mark, we're, and I know you're aligned with HubSpot, and we're, our agency is working with SharpSpring, pretty much the same product, uh, just a different name. But I can tell you this with almost certainty, you know, I put those questions now into my, into my email funnel when a new prospect comes in. The conversation is so much smoother than me having to spend 10 or 15 minutes in a consulting role saying, okay, here's what you expect to pay for a marketing program. Here's how much, you know, this is going to cost. Here's, you know, here's why, you know, here's why we're different than competitors or whatever the, you know, whether, cause those are the standard, you know, we take the standard questions that we get asked too and, and answer them in our, and we put that as part of our email drip campaign now for new prospects. You're right. It has a multi-pronged approach and, Everybody we talk to afterwards is still, thank you for, you know, answering those questions up front. I feel, I feel I'm better educated, uh, with, uh, your service or your offerings now. And, you know, and we also put it into our shock and awe box, which I mentioned earlier to you that we put your book in our shock and awe box, uh, along with a couple other good, good things when we're sending out to a prospect. I just find, you know, it's, it, it breaks down barriers, Marcus. It, you know, it, right. elim it eliminates objections in the sales process. Well, and, there's this just huge swath of benefits for your sales team because what happens is at first they might resist this idea and then all of a sudden they realize, my goodness, my conversations are dramatically more effective now. People come to me and they're not asking the same dumb questions over and over again. They already know 80%, that 80% that are redundant questions that these sales team members get asked on every single sales call to the point where they just roll their eyes. Did we lose Marcus? Marcus, are you there? Teaching. <laughs> and that's the goal. We're here to do this. We were, this is going to induce trust. Trust induces the sale, right? And now what you see so many, and I've seen, because uh, I do a lot of sales team trainings, a lot of them spend too much time just having to teach, 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 educate, educate, educate. That's all nice. But eventually you got to make a sale. And so if you can make that education happen sooner, well, then everybody wins. So you said one key word there I'd like to expand up on a little bit more is, is trust. I'm a big fan of that word as well. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on that, you know, on how this all builds the builds trust with the buyer? So fundamentally, trust is the singular building block of all businesses. 
it is the one thing that everybody that is listening to this right now will agree that they share. In other words, if you ask anybody, you know, is your business like theirs, they're going to say no. They're going to, they're going to say that they're special and unique, et cetera, et cetera. But if you ask somebody, is your business fundamentally built on trust, your ability to make sales, your ability to, to win the marketplace, they're going to say yes. And the other core behind that is, you know, trust is going to be fundamental in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It's not going away. And so once we say all of this is just about trust and how can we become the most trusted voice in our space, that opens up so many doors and it also makes decisions a lot easier so therefore you don't have to debate about things like should we be talking about cost and price of our services on our website you don't need to debate that because because the answer is well will it induce more trust the answer is yes okay then we're going to talk about it just like you know people saying to me you know i can't believe you talked about or openly addressed the problems with the negatives with fiberglass pools on your site why wouldn't i I've been addressing them for years. People would say, Marcus, be honest. What are the negatives? What are the problems of the fiberglass pool? Was I just going to lie to them? No. I was going to say things like, yeah, you can't get them wider than 16 feet. You can't get them longer than 40 feet. You can't get them deeper than 8 feet. You can't customize them any way you want. But I could also say, but but if you're looking for a low-maintenance pool, it's going to last you a lifetime. That's less than 16 by 40 and less than 8 feet deep. And you can find a shape that does fit your needs. Well, then it might be a great choice for you. You see, that's all anybody wants to do. They want to feel like, oh, my good gracious, they're just willing to call a spade a spade. And it's not all about them. They're more interested in making sure I know the deal, and therefore they're allowing me to choose versus force-feeding, hey, this is exactly what you want. I mean, ultimately, it's what everybody wants anyway, right? It's self-selection. This is how we are as a society. We want to feel like we've walked ourselves down the sales funnel and that we've been able to draw our own conclusions and therefore made our own decisions. This is, this is all great. So one of the things, Marcus, I'm a, also a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sure you're familiar with his work. Yeah, very much uh, so. And so what he talks about today is, you know, companies say they need to become a media company. Uh, and this kind of ties into, I believe, what you're, when you talk about the uh, content, content culture or content marketing for businesses today, it's kind of what we've been talking about over the last 15 minutes or so. How do companies today become, you know, embrace a, a you know, culture of content, con- content marketing, or as Vaynerchuk mentions, you know, media, becoming a media company. What what are some tips that you can share? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would say at first, you get, you know, see, we're all teachers. That's what we are. That, to me, is a culture of content is, hey, we're going to be the best teachers in the world. And when you say we're going to be the best teachers in the world, that's a much better way of saying it uh, to your entire team. Because, you know, if you talk to, I don't know, maybe an engineer and you say, hey, should we embrace a culture of content? They might not catch the message, right? But if you say to that person, you think it's critical that the marketplace sees us as teachers and solvers of their problems, they would say, oh, yes, absolutely, right? And so I, you know, for me, that's where really this conversation, that's where this conversation is. Now, once we move to the media side of this, what's happened is we as buyers, we have forced companies to become media companies. And why is that? Well, there's different stats on this. One of the stats is by the year 2019, 80% of the content we consume online is going to be video-based content, right? 
in terms of total time that we spend online researching, et cetera, et cetera, just consuming content, 80% of that is video. Now, some people might say, well, I don't do video. Well, you and I don't matter. Our opinions mean nothing. The only thing that matters is what is the marketplace doing? And plus, if you have a teenager, you already know that for them it's way past 80%. I mean, this is just where they are. And this is, this is our, your, our future buying generation. And so if visual and video is such a big deal, well, then how can we get to this point? Well, let me give you an example of what it means to be a media company. I've got three different companies. So one's an, agent, one's an agency we've talked about. We've, one's River Pools, and one is a speaker bureau speaking company, right? And so all three of these companies have a full-time videographer. And they're not huge companies, but they all have a full-time videographer because we understand that we can't just say it. We need to show it because if, unless we show it, it doesn't exist. So you can't just say, well, it's our people that make us different. What's special about that? Everybody in your space also believes and says it's their people that make them different. And if everybody in a space is saying the same thing, what does it mean? Well, it means nothing until you show the thing, right? And so we show the thing. That's our philosophy. Unless we show it, it doesn't exist. And this is what separates you. You don't have to do something so outrageous. You don't have to invent something that some technology or whatever that's never been done in your space. You just have to be willing to show it differently, show more of it, right? At this point, 2018 and beyond, we want to see the sandwich made in front of us. That's what we want to see. We want to see it made in front of us. And if we see it made in front of us, we believe that it's better. And because so many people aren't willing just to show the process, show the product, show everything that goes into it, well, then they don't induce the same amount of trust that those that are willing to address that thing. And plus, 99%. Of all the things that companies do, it's not KFC. It's not the Coca-Cola syrup. There is no secret sauce. That fundamentally is a myth. And so if you say, well, our secret is actually showing it all versus hiding it, well, then now we're talking. Now we're talking. And I believe uh, wholeheartedly that companies want transparency today with the people that they're dealing with. I think that's super, super important. And we're, you know, it's funny. It's, we mentioned full-time videographer. That's you know, and a step that we're going in as well is hiring a full-time videographer just to capture everything that we do because, you know, that's, you know, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. I'm sure, I'm sure my other competitors in the marketplace are doing the same thing. But again, we just need to demonstrate and educate. And I love, I love what you said, Marcus, about everybody being teachers and then teaching people on, uh, you know, what, you know, what we do and what they need to know and the, and the answers to the questions that they have. Uh, Marcus, in the last few minutes that we have today, uh, you know what would you know? What have we? Would you like to address that we haven't uh, we haven't spoke about so far um, in our conversation? Well, I would just I would just say one other main element uh, or just uh, principle, if you will. The goal of all this is not to sound smart. In fact, it's not. It shouldn't be your goal that you or your company, your brand, that you come across as incredibly intelligent. The goal of any communication is just what it says it is. It's communion. It's that two, at least two people can have some type of experience where the light bulb comes on, where there was a connection made, where somebody is able to say, ah, now I get it, now I understand it. The reason why they ask you answer has done so well is because it's outrageously simple. It's not complex. It is 
stated in a way that anybody could get it. They ask, you answer, huh? Okay. That's sounds simple. Sounds important. simple to me. Yeah, right. And that's key to all of this, Stuart. And so, you know, the other thing I would say to this is, as we use these words, this is what's going to help us influence our team, because. Too often, for example, I get emails from marketers saying, I'm so frustrated because I can't, I can't seem to get the results and, and I just can't seem to get my team on board and just nobody's helping me and I'm on an island. And the reason why oftentimes this is happening is because they talk like marketers to the rest of their team. You can't do that. You need to talk business to the rest of your team. You need to talk sales to the sales team. You need to talk business to the leadership team, but you can't talk like a marketer if you want to influence your team. And that's key going forward. So words matter. The way we say things matter. Simplify, simplify it so that the rest of your team could hear it and they could talk about it amongst themselves in a way that they say, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. Like if people ask us questions, maybe we should just answer it, <laughs> right? They're not going to say, you know, that makes sense. Maybe we should do content marketing. That's not how they talk. And so we've got to make sure that we communicate in a way that they actually get it. So one last question I'm going to have, and then I'll let you get back on with your day here, because I'm a, since I kind of fact, you know love SEO and and you know getting pages to rank on Google, how has this strategy improved the overall search results for the people that you work with? That's what's so funny about this, man. I mean, they ask you answer is the one timeless SEO campaign that exists. Think about it. Every single change that Google has been made is based on they, they want to give you the best, most specific, relevant answer to your question. Mm -hmm. That is their obsession. Other than making money, that's their obsession. And so that's why the folks that have been embracing the Ask You Answer, it's, it's so funny. I get, I get like calls from clients all the time or emails for people that have read the book or that did, you know, have been doing the Ask You Answer for a few years, you're like, yeah, another Google update. You know, we're just continuing to rise where everybody else is freaking out around us. <laughs> you know, it's like this is the one timeless, timeless SEO strategy. And so that's why if you really obsess over the way they say it and you're like, you know what, it, it, we might we might target this, this, and this, but, you know, they're saying it like this, this, and that. And if they're saying it like this, this, and that, well, that's the way we should address it, and that's going to win you some major, major search results. And, of course, the way you get this information uh, is to listen to the questions you're getting in the sales, uh, oh, sales process. Great and point. Answer, the greatest keyword tool ever is your ears and just listening to your prospects and knowing what they're asking you. That is still the best keyword tool in the world. Exactly. Marcus, if anybody wants to go and buy your book, where's the best get, place to get it, Amazon or something? Yeah, yeah, Amazon. Barnes and Noble. There's the Audible out there too. Unfortunately, it's not my voice, so it's not nearly as fun. Oh, I, I was wondering why there was a difference in the voice. Oh, trust me, dude. They, they, man, I couldn't believe they didn't allow me to do that. And that's one mistake I'll never make again when I make an agreement with a publisher is you better believe it will be my voice and not somebody else's. Perfect. But you oh, yeah, can find so, me if anybody wants to find me. You can you can uh, find, just go to marcusheridan.com, S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N. You can email me Marcus at marcusheridan.com. But you know, you know, Stuart's great chatting with you, and hopefully this has helped your audience. Yeah, I'm and I said, I'm happy that we managed to hook up and um, and uh, share this time together, Marcus. Appreciate it, folks. Uh, if you like, if you want to learn more about uh, they ask you answer, 
you can always again call us. We again we we promote it very well through our MSP community, and also uh, MarcusSheridan.com, great uh, resource, and also you can pick up the book on your favorite bookstore or online library like Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Marcus, once again, thanks again for doing this, folks. Uh, Stay tuned for more great shows coming down in the future. We're going to bring in some great vendor partners, come talk about some of their programs, and also great speakers and, and influencers like Marcus here. So thanks again, Marcus. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll be with you next week.